many aspire to reach the upper echelon of the healthcare industry, but few are able to successfully navigate the corporate ladder. In this fortnightly series, C-Suite Partners sits down with international healthcare executives, asking the tough questions and unpacking the personalities of the top industry leaders. Welcome to the boardroom. Bettina, thank you for joining C-Suite Partners in the boardroom. It's a pleasure to be here. Where do you see healthcare in the next 10 years? I think this is the most exciting time to be in healthcare because we've got the confluence of, of data which is finally reaching capacity and saturation point across the whole sector. We've got different parts of the, of the health community actually making real investment in digital health. And we've got some national coordination coming from the Australian Digital Health Agency, from health jurisdictions, New South Wales and Queensland Health in particular, and the Northern Territory. And bringing that together is, is providing such exciting opportunities for so many people working in healthcare, whether it's managing a hospital, whether it's a specialist at the, at the top of their field, yes. whether it's junior doctors coming in for the first time. All of these people um, have such an important role to play and see great opportunities to be working in healthcare. And what do you think are the three greatest challenges executives face in the industry? I think um, one of the challenges is trying to do too much too quickly. Because there are so many opportunities and there's so much um, that we can do, often executives look big, they dream big, and they try to bite off more than they can chew. So, so one challenge is actually chunking it down into bite-sized pieces and making stepwise progress. Um, so that's, that's probably one. A second one is um, pulling together a team around you who is empowered to make decisions and is empowered to actually work to their full capacity. We do have, across healthcare quite a lot, um, quite strong hierarchies that come out of the medical professions, that, that sort of culture, and I think um, it can sometimes limit people's ability to really work to their full potential and for organisations to get full value out of them. So that's the second, and probably the third is, is time management. Um, okay. Someone said to me recently, um, the work never stops. So you never get to a point where you've finished your work right. and you can go home. So yeah. you just have to go home at some point um, and, and be at peace with the fact that not everything has been done. And what about influential leaders that you've worked with? Can you talk to me about one of them? Sure. Um, Someone recently who I've been doing a bit of work with is Dr. Michael Bryden, who heads the Sydney Children's Network, so it's the two children's hospitals in Sydney. Okay. And the thing that's really interesting about working with Michael Bryden is, is he has obviously a very big role in managing those two big hospitals. But whenever you meet with him, he's very focused on the outcome about children. So he's not talking about how he has to manage his rosters, how yes. he has to manage clinical incidents, incidents, how he's looking at you know, ramping issues of ambulances and, and all of these issues that no doubt take a lot of his time and mental capacity. Mm. He's always talking about things like how do we improve the lives of children? How do we make Australia the best country in the world to raise children? Yes, okay. And so for me, a senior person who has a really big role still being able to see why he's coming to work every day and remain focused on that and to build that into his relationships um, has been quite inspiring. And in terms of regrets that you've had with your career to date, do you have any that stand out? Yeah, there's, there's a couple. Um, the main one I think has been staying in the wrong organisation too long. When I was in a role, I kept on trying to make it work for probably 12 months longer than I should have. Yes, and okay. You know, in hindsight, I just should have um, been at peace with the fact that it wasn't a good fit for me. Well, it's a common problem, isn't it? 
executive level. It, it is, and people often um, have a lot of resilience and a lot of commitment to what they're doing and to their teams, and yes. and feel um, a commitment to stay and try to, to make things better. But but often, you get 12 or 24 months down the track, and you just think, look, it would have made a lot of sense yeah. um, actually to to leave it a, at an earlier point in time and to let somebody else um, fill those shoes. And flip the coin. What do you think your crowning achievement is in your career thus far? I think. Um, Probably the greatest achievement is, is building teams. And I know it sounds um, pretty airy-fairy, but, but for me, if you can build an effective team of people who are capable and empowered to work to their capacity, then you achieve the greatest things. And diversity, in 2018 in healthcare, where are we? I think my experience in healthcare is that gender diversity is actually very good. I've worked in a number of sectors and the health sector um, has the highest level of diversity that I've experienced. So in my organisation we have more women at a senior executive level than men. Mm -hmm. We have even numbers of men and women on our board um, and, and right through the senior ranks um, th there are a lot of women. So gender diversity I think we do better than other industries. What I'm not seeing as much is um, is ethnicity, different ethnicities um, being involved in senior level management as well. So, so there'll be quite a diverse um, group of people from different backgrounds at more junior levels in healthcare, but I'm not seeing that filter through to the more senior levels. And so we get quite a narrow view of what good healthcare looks like, which is from the perspective often of a white Anglo-Saxon sort of background in Australia. Yes. And not bringing in some of those really important cultural sensitivities at very senior levels as well as we could. And your thoughts on work-life balance, it's, it's, a, it's a question that we've asked a lot of the executives in the boardroom here and everyone's got varying opinions on that. What, what do you think about it? I don't think work-life balance exists. It's, it's never been a balance for me. It's always felt like a juggling act. And I used to aspire to getting balance and I was never able to, I never felt that anything was in balance and so I felt like I was failing in doing that. By reframing my understanding of work and life as, as a juggling act where there are sometimes I do a bit more work and, and have to make some sacrifices around the rest of my life and then other times when it's the other way around, um, that works better for me. And if you had a 30 second elevator pitch to tell me what you want your career legacy to be, what would it be? I would love at the end of my career for people to be looking at Bettina McMahon saying there's a woman who gave everything she had and she had the effect of improving the way that healthcare is received by people, improving the accessibility of healthcare um, for groups that otherwise struggle to get good healthcare and that she was able to leave a legacy of, of people being able to make better choices about their healthcare through a range of channels, digital and, and otherwise. Excellent. Bettina, thank you very much for being part of C-Suite Partners in the Boardroom. Thanks thank you for your time. Michael. Appreciate Thanks. it.